as we are getting ready for the school year to start, or if it's already started, if we're at the beginning of the school year, we are going to continue to talk about ways that you can save time to make sure that you are leaving at your contract hours. And today we are going to be talking about learning management systems or LMS systems. And unfortunately or fortunately, I have been using an LMS in my classroom before they were even like a thing. So my first classes that I used an LMS for, I actually used, I think it was probably my second or third year teaching. And I used Moodle, which I don't even know if that's around anymore. And then after that, I used the free version of Canvas. So I have learned a lot of things over the years, and I want to share some of those things that I've learned as a teacher and then also as an administrator. Maintaining or increasing enrollment, staying on top of ever-changing content, incorporating best teaching practices, these are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. This is the first mistake that I made as an LMS teacher or user is using all of the features. There are so many different features and we have digital coaches in our district who love to teach us about all of the different things that we can use, all the apps, all the plugins, whatever that we can use for our LMS system. And it could make things super cool, but it's not going to save you any time. And maybe in the long run it will, but there's a lot of preparation and a lot of other things that can actually make the LMS more complicated than it needs to be. So as we go into these mistakes, so the first mistake was using all of the features. So with that, I want you to think about keeping things simple on your LMS, because if you overcomplicate things for yourself, as far as the building out your course, that is what's going to take you a lot of time and will require a lot more prep time. Okay, so the second mistake is relying on it to be the sole grader. So when LMSs first came out, the greatest thing that was I guess talked about was that we could put these quizzes on there and then they would grade themselves. Well, the bad part about that is, is that if you weren't actually tracking your students' progress and looking and monitoring where they were, it was like the term ended and all of a sudden you had these grades and you weren't sure how the students got to them. They're it's just really easy to forget about formative assessments and checking where your students are and reteaching if you're just focusing or just allowing, I guess, the LMS to do all of your grading for you and you're never reflecting on that. So there's actually some things that I ended up doing kind of going away from my quizzes on my LMS system is I did use it for maybe some of my end of level or end of course or end of unit assessments, but any of my formative assessments, which really formative is there to inform you as a teacher, so they never should be on an LMS, but quizzes 
Bell's work, anything like that, anything that was quick, I wanted to make sure that I physically saw instantly. So I ended up not putting those in my LMS. So those were things that I had students turn in even on like a little post-it size note piece of paper so that I could quickly go through them and then address any misconceptions and get rid of them. And it actually was a lot faster because then I didn't have to log into the LMS, pull up all of their answers, see where they were having misconceptions, and then readdress them. It just took an extra step. So remember that the LMS is supposed to save you time and help you as a teacher. Don't make it work against you. So we're going back to the keeping it simple. Okay, the third mistake that I made was overcomplicating the turn-in process. And I will say that it wasn't just me who's made the mistake, but I have observed other teachers making the same mistake. And part of the reason that I feel like this is an issue or has been an issue is when we were doing online learning or when we were having the we were all just worried about whether or not we would be in school or not. We would have our assignments, all of them, on our LMS, and then we would require students to turn them in a certain way. And then we would have students, maybe they had to take a picture of something or they had to turn in something as a PDF and everybody had to upload it the same way. And it just, it made things a lot more difficult. So for example, I had engineering notebooks in my class and the fastest and easiest way that saved me a ton of time was to have all the students open up to a certain page and I walked around and I physically checked them. Now, some things that I have seen and I did it myself and I've seen some other teachers do it as well is they would have students take a photo of that picture of that paper page and then submit it on Canvas. Well, now that just took an extra step for them or extra two steps for them and it took longer for me because once again I had to log in pulled up, then I had to address students who may not have taken the photo correctly, who it wasn't in the right format, it didn't show up, it didn't actually get turned in, and there's just a whole bunch of confusion. So when you are thinking about having your students submit things on Canvas, think about if it really needs to be submitted that way, because quite honestly, there are a lot of things, and I keep saying Canvas because that's the LMS that I use, but there are a lot of things that students can still show you that will save you a ton of time in your grading and also save them. And you'll be able to address whether or not they are meeting those learning objectives without having technology be the barrier to turning in their assignment. And the fourth mistake to avoid when you're using a learning management system is not using video for instruction. I think too often we write our instructions and expect students to read them and know that, oh, I've put it on the LMS, it's on the assignment, all the instructions are right there. But forgetting that even our adult selves don't really like to read a ton of instructions. We are in an age where people are really liking to consume video and there's a lot of benefits to using video in your classes and then also in your LMS. The first thing is is that students can re-watch it over and over again. And yes, they could re-read over and over again, but I had noticed as an administrator that there are a lot of students who are reading at a lower level than we think. So we had a lot of students 
in our sixth and seventh grade middle school who may have been reading at a first, second, third grade level. And the instructions that we had written in our assignments were geared toward sixth and seventh grade students, and they couldn't read them. So removing that barrier, and I know that teaching them and helping them to learn through reading is still very important, but having a video there as a supplement to the written instructions really helped cut down and helped clarify some of the things or questions that students had questions on. The other great thing about videos is that you can actually walk them through what you are teaching. So how you want them to do something give them an example so that they can see. And this works really well for students who may or may not be able to be in your classroom physically, whether there's an illness or something else that we just can't control, but having a video there. And the final reason to use video in your LMS is the captions. So once again, with students who are having a hard time reading, they can also put up those closed captions and they can read along with you speaking. And then you have a lot of capabilities with those YouTube viewers that will allow students to translate their captions into another language. So students who are their ELL or ESL students who are learning English for the first time and it's not their native language really could use that help to be able to translate what you are saying as you are saying it and describing what you are saying. There's also a lot to be said about showing your face on video so that your students can see your facial expressions, and be able to read what you are saying through that means as well. To summarize the four mistakes, here they are. So the first one is avoid using all of the features provided in your LMS. Remember to keep it simple. So the second mistake is relying on it to be the sole grader or using it in place of you as the teacher, as a grader and an assessor. The third mistake is overcomplicating the turn-in process. Make it as simple as possible for you and your students, and it will actually speed up your grading. And then finally, the fourth mistake is not using video for your instruction. So I'm going to start something a little bit different where I am going to challenge and give you an action item to move forward with these concepts that we talked about. So when we're talking about your LMS, so your task for this week is to look at your unit, your lessons coming up. And if you do use an LMS, decide what must go on the LMS and what doesn't need to go on the LMS so that you know that there are certain things on there and there are things that don't really need that. So think about for the students who might need the LMS if they are gone for an extended period of time, there are assignments that they can adequately complete while they are at home and you are not relying solely on your LMS with your students who are in your class face to face. And if I have not connected with you yet already, please find me on Instagram. That is where I hang out the most. And you can find me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.